Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 18 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I'm your host, Joe Cleary. No segments today, as I have a really special guest, and I kind of want to just get right to it. Today, I'm welcoming on Nick Rubeck from the Omaha World Herald. Many of you know Nick is one of the main soccer journalists in the state. I have followed and read a lot of Nick's stuff, even back to when I was just getting started at Wayne State back in 2015. I was excited to have him on the show. You'll get to learn a little bit about Nick, past just what you get to see on Twitter, which is how I originally knew him. And then we jump right into chopping it up about high school boys and girls soccer, both this season and past seasons. I wanted to keep Nick and my conversation ad-free, so before we get into the conversation, I want to recognize our supporters. Remember, if you want to join Nebraska Soccer Talk Supporters Club, you can receive early and exclusive content. You want to join before the state tournament. I'm just telling you now, you want to do that. You can join the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk, or you can join via Venmo at www.venmo.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. A big shout out to recent members of our supporters club, Mike Ziski, Amber Heinert, Dave Henning, and Scott Hove. I appreciate you and all of our other supporter club members. Nebraska Soccer Talk is brought to you by Fleet Feet Sports. Fleet Feet is a local family-owned and operated store that is a part of a network of specialty running, walking, and fitness stores across the country. Fleet Feet serves a wide range of active individuals, from people who are on their feet at work, to those who go on leisurely walks, to those who are running marathons. Fleet Feet will help you stay healthy and active. Fleet Feet has locations in Omaha and Lincoln, with a third location coming soon. For more information, visit www.fleetfeet.com. Nebraska Soccer Talk is also brought to you by Deer Creek Sports Cantina and Tacos. Deer Creek Sports Cantina is located in Northwest Omaha and is a good family-friendly neighborhood hangout. They serve Mexican comfort food with all natural braised and grilled meats, maize tortillas, and salsas made from scratch. They also have a variety of beverages for your enjoyment. When you go to Deer Creek Sports Cantina, tell them you heard about them on Nebraska Soccer Talk and receive free chips and salsa with your meal or drinks. Deer Creek Cantina is located at 12221 Mary Plaza Road, which is right off of 120th and Military. Visit DeerCreekSportsCantina.com for more menu and hours, and remember when you go, tell them Nebraska Soccer Talk sent you. I'll tell you this, I went there this past week, and it was brilliant. If you haven't been, you are missing out. The salsas are great, the tacos were awesome, and the drinks were cold. And now, here's Nick Rubeck. All right, everyone, welcoming on a really exciting guest. I think uh, a lot of you will know him in the space of high school boys and girls soccer. It's uh, Nick Rubeck. So, Nick, thanks for joining me today. I was, I'm excited to finally have you on. Uh, someone else who is known really, like, really well in the Twitter sphere as far as covering games. So thanks for joining me. Yeah, excited to finally jump on and chat, man. Yeah. Uh, so before we get started, I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat as myself. And we kind of just in the soccer world, just know you as someone who, you know, covers games for the media and, and tweets about them and everything like that. But what, what's your background? Uh, like, how, how did you get involved in this and when did you start? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, I was not a soccer player. I didn't really get uh, into covering soccer until, um, oh, I'd say probably 07, 08. Um, and at that time, um, I had, you know, been working as a part-timer for the World Herald and would kind of pick up things from here or here and there. And um, at that time, I was also doing all of our uh, track charts, which means gathering like every result from every track meet in the state. <laughs> um, and going through every event and seeing if they get in the charts. And um, I one day was just super frustrated and done with it. And, you know, I talked to Stu and Stu's like, you know, Stu who had done soccer for a while and said, you know, I'll, I'll trade you soccer for those track charts. And I was like, yep, done. <laughs> and so 
that's how I got started covering soccer. Um, didn't know a whole lot. Um, and, you know, just kind of kept showing up and kept asking questions and um, kept, uh, kept being real with everybody that I didn't know everything. And, and then, you know, kind of slowly started picking stuff up along the way. And um, yeah, now, now I'm a, now I'm a full on soccer fan, man. Um, into EPL and Champions League and all that stuff and um, jacked about the World Cup this year. And so, yeah, I'm in now, hooked. Yeah, and I think that's been, that was the one thing that I noticed too when I first started, I mean, I started following you on Twitter probably like almost seven years ago, maybe when I was still a college coach at Wayne State because I just wanted to be able to follow some of the games going on from a recruiting standpoint. Um, But that's one thing I noticed is like, you were very interactive with people from the soccer community and you were, you were very real. And I think that helped because I think a lot of people, you would, someone would like correct you or do something and you'd be like, yeah. Oh, thanks. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then like, 100%. and then people were like, Oh, this guy just really wants to, he really cares about the sport and wants to move it yeah. forward and is willing to listen to the people who are reading and following along. For sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, I cover wrestling too. Um, and same thing with that. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't wrestle growing up. I had friends that did. And so I, you know, I had a kind of an outside understanding of it, but same thing. Um, you just ask questions, both sports are, have people that are very passionate about it. Um, that, uh, you know, both sports probably don't get the shine they deserve. Um, but, but if you ask the questions and, and learn, I mean, if you watch, if you know what you're watching, I always tell buddies that ask me about it. If you know that what you're watching, I think the two are, are some of the best stuff there is in sports. Um, yeah. I mean, soccer can be so high and so low and you just don't know which one you're getting every day. Um, and so uh, it's the, the, the drama that goes into it is unmatched, I think. Yeah. And then wrestling obviously is different because it's not so much a team sport and it's right. It's- it can be brutal in its own right where yeah yeah the the toughest i think the toughest dudes uh out there wrestle yeah Um, i mean you just it's not and there's nothing in and i say it this way not in a negative light but there's nothing more barbaric than just two people trying to put each other on their backs you know i mean it's it's the beginning of sport so um yeah no i mean i love it um i love soccer um like I said, I'm really excited about the World Cup. The soccer is only growing. Uh, Union Omaha, obviously, incredible stuff they're doing too. Um, I'm jacked about uh, jacked about what that could be around here. To be honest with you, you know, yeah. um, once you get into the European stuff and, and see the FA Cup and some of those big teams going to some of those small towns, you kind of start thinking, God, what if we had we had you know the Timbers. Out, out at uh, Omaha Stadium, that would be awesome, you know. So yeah, or even just like yeah, just the recognition that Union Omaha got when they beat Chicago Fire in the open. Absolutely, like like everyone paid, everyone was paying attention to soccer that night. Um, Yeah, yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. How did uh, how did you get like? What's your journalism like? How did like where'd you go to school for journalism, or how'd you get started on uh, in that in the career path? Yeah, for sure. So I actually started. I went to Lincoln for a year um, and was on the party plan. And so came back to <laughs> Omaha, uh, came back to Omaha and went to UNO for my, for my last four years. And, um, but when I came back to Omaha, um, the fall of my uh, sophomore year, so it would have been 2002, um, I, one of my professors was like, hey, you want to get into sports journalism, uh, you should become a part-timer at the World Herald. I know the editor. So I got a job answering phone calls on Friday and Saturday nights, which is not what college kids typically want to do. Um, I used to do that. I used to do that for the Bismarck Tribune up in uh yeah, up in North yeah. Dakota. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 not great for your social life, um, but you, you manage. And so started with that. And then, you know, just writing some copy that came in and um and then, you know, go out and cover a game if somebody was sick or needed help, and then kind of just builds from there. So um, yeah, that whenever people ask me, um, you know, what do you do to get into it? I just tell them like, put your head down and work hard. Um, I know it doesn't, that doesn't work for everybody, but that's really the only advice I've got. So, yeah. And, uh, and what, uh, what's it been like covering like the, 
then we kind of talked about a little bit, but like the two niche sports, obviously there's a lot yeah. of passion. I think I kind of took a, a little bit of an approach like you did um, with our Twitter account and with our stuff. Um, you know, I, I, even this season, I probably two or three times like misnamed, uh, you know, goalkeeper, goaltender yeah. or not goalkeepers, uh, goal scorers or people with the assist mm-hmm. and like people correct me. And I always want that correction because I want to give credit, credit where credit's due, but what, what's it like for you? Cause I'm obviously very familiar with the soccer community yeah. being in the yeah, soccer yeah. community, but what's it like for you? Like kind of wading into the, both the wrestling and the soccer communities yeah. as these niche sport communities. Um, it was, uh. It was initially eye-opening. Uh, I'll never forget the first year I did the All-State teams. Um, they come out on Sunday. And Sunday at about 6 a.m., I had an angry mother that her daughter wasn't on the team and <laughs> calling me, you know. And so I'm not old enough to be awake early on a Sunday at that point and, uh, and getting phone calls from angry moms at, at 6 a.m. And um, But while that might seem like the downside of it, it's also a a positive that people are actually reading and people are paying attention and people want to know what, what's happening out there and want to know opinions of it. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it has its share of, uh, of, uh, I I don't even want to say negative stuff, but, um, just it's share of pushbacks. Um, but every sport does. And, you know, I would much prefer to be covering one of those niche sports where the pushback is just coming out of passion rather than a sport where people don't care. They're just pushing back just to push back, you know? Right. right. They're just so, trying to be contrarian versus like, yeah, actually caring about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of gave you some background about you. So people kind of know a little bit more where you came from and how you got into soccer, like reporting on soccer, but let, let's jump into high school soccer, both this year and in years past, but I guess we could start on the boys side, just yeah. uh, kind of just, and you've tweeted out a couple of times, like the parody and just the, the degrees of separation between teams of like who's beaten who mm-hmm. and everyone's beaten someone. Um, yeah. I, and I've, I was on the women's side, so I didn't follow the boys side all the time as closely, but I feel like this is the craziest year for class A boys. And I've been in the state for about seven or eight years. So like hundred percent. I can't think of a crazier time or anything like that. No. Um, And now I I was just looking at it while you were saying that the only team in class A that that wasn't in that little six degree of separation thing was North Platte. And that was because they hadn't beaten that class A team and they do have a class A win now. So (laughs) yeah, we might be able to get them in might be every team. Uh, Yeah. I've never seen, I've never seen anything like it. Um, Every year you're going to have your, your haves and the have nots. And I think you still have a couple of halves this year. Um, I just think the there's a much there's much fewer have nots than there have been in, in previous years. And um, yeah, I keep saying parity, not clarity, and that's truly what it is. Um, you know, I, I think if you start at the top, Gretna and Prep, or if somebody if somebody made me pick, you know, the two favorites, I'd put it on Gretna and Prep. Um, right. I would. I would say that and then quickly be like, but I saw prep almost lose to Westside. And, you know, I watched and, prep, and, almost, and, I watched prep almost lose to Omaha central. <laughs> there you go. And I, yes, early in the season. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would quickly say like, you know, and, and prep probably outplayed Gretna and, and, and got, got away with, uh, or should have won that game a little more clearly. So there's that. And, you know, Brian's beat Gretna and yeah, I mean, it's, it's bonkers. Um, it's bonkers, but it's awesome. And, just texting with a couple of coaches this week that had kind of asked me for, uh, for upset picks. And I told them like, it would be poetic justice if the postseason just went chalk now, <laughs> because well, all the chaos has been zapped out of it. Nothing left. Nothing I, is surprising. Uh, I emailed out my predictions to the, the Nebraska soccer talk, uh, you know, yep. our supporters club. And I, I, I almost went chalk. Like I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jack Hoover, Jack Hoover legitimately texted me that he would donate a kidney if it didn't, or if it went chalk, which I'm like, dude, I'm going to hold you to that. If, he, if it goes I chalk. Jack, I hope his other kidney is good. Um, Cause I could see it happening. I mean, it's a weird, it's like I said, it's been a weird year and sure there's plenty of places and I'm sure we'll go through them, but there's plenty of places where you could find yourself an upset. Um, I also though think that there there is a little bit of chalk left in this season and we haven't seen a much of that. Um, 
So we'll see. But it's, I mean, it's going to be an awesome next, what, three, four days. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we still haven't set up all the district finals. I mean, it, it went mostly how plan how we planned it, you know, how yeah. everyone thought it would go. I mean, Pius, I mean, Pius pushed Elkhorn South um, yep. for boys, for girls. It's been pretty, pretty much similar, I guess, flipping over to the girls side, you know, uh, Gretna has continued to just be dominant. And like, after you tweeted out that you kind of went down a girls soccer yeah. rabbit hole to look up statistics, I'd kind of followed that. And I was yeah. just like, holy cow. It, it's, it's, it's honestly it, it, unreal. You, you forget how bonkers that team was. I mean, that, that, and it's not just one team. I mean, the, the run that they're on. And of course, now I'm, I'm trying to pull it up on my computer and can't find it. But um, the, uh, they, they had, I think I, think I, I, I tallied up over the last three years, um, outscored teams 300 to 20. Um, yeah. It was maybe like 53 and three over that stretch. Uh, and of that 53, it was like 44, 45 shutouts. I mean, you know, so they're not just scoring a ton of goals. They're, they're, they're not giving them up. And I mean, it's just, it's silly. It would be silly to do what they did this year once, but they did it last year. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have done it in 2020 had that season. Well, I mean, they're, there's people that think that that would have been their best team. And it's one well, that's, and that's the crazy thing too. Like what I was going to say is they won the state championship last year. And obviously Sarah Weber is one of Sarah Weber is one of the best high school players to come out of Nebraska yeah. on the girl's side in the last five years. Um, yeah. but that Sarah graduates and you'd think that losing a player like that, your team would take a step mm-hmm. back naturally and still be very good, but it's almost like they're better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their, their depth is wild. Yeah. I mean, it is their quality of depth is, uh, is it's not out there. You don't see it. You know what I mean? Um, it, it reminds I mean, me of some of the, it reminds me of some of the Marion teams that used to be, you know, yeah, a few years really back good. where like, where the, yeah. like, I mean, cause like truthfully knowing the club scene, like I do like Gretna has some kids who are on their, their JV team right now as freshmen mm-hmm. that will be division one players. It, which, like, is unbelievable, which is <laughs> that that kid at and I don't I, I'm not even going to say a school, but that kid at a a 500 team right now is starting and leading them. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's just such a contrast. Somebody somebody DM'd me the other day um, when I put that tweet out there uh, about um, how 2020 would have been their best team. And I said that it's just a factory right now, man. It's a it's an absolute factory and they just. Well, pump them out. And, it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic shifts once Split. the new school once the new yep. school opens. Um, and I think that's I think that's the one thing I'm looking forward to both in Class A and or Class A mostly. Obviously, is is OPS adds two more schools. Lincoln is adding mm-hmm. a school. Gretna yeah. splitting. You know, yeah. Um, yeah Elkhorn, maybe, Elkhorn's going to keep growing. Parity could just keep. So yeah, could just uh, keep getting even more and more prevalent. You know. Yeah. I mean, Bennington keeps growing. Like, I don't, I don't always know what these school districts are going to do. Are they going to build another school and stay class B? Are they going to, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're hundred percent right. And then I know, I know you mainly get to see a lot of class A, but obviously some of the class B teams, mm-hmm. obviously, but like the, the ones that come to the top, I mean, class B boys, uh, I want, I the neutral in me wants to see Le- Lexington uh, Scott again. Yeah. I know I have a yeah. lot of, I have a lot of loyal Bennington listeners, so it's well, not even offensive to them and they're a good team, but like, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see them uh, get one of those teams in a semifinal. Yeah. And you know what, if, if Bennington beats one of those teams, which I, I mean, they're good, they could do it. I mean, on any given day. Um, and if they beat one of them, then great. They're in the final. Um, Scott Lexington had their, had their shot at each other early in the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, it, it feels like there's a scut, a little, a little prep South in that scut Lexington yeah. thing. And um, those matches on the biggest stage only make that even better. So uh, yeah. 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 And those, I think those teams have separated themselves a little bit. Um, like you said, Bennington, Bennington is very close to them. Um, they are not far off. At, at three um but but those two um lexington and scott have kind of established themselves 
Yeah. They're good. I mean, they're having great years. They really are. And Lexington's a team that just like I should, both of them are teams that lost significant things from yeah. last year. I mean, Lexington, Lexington and Scott, Scott lost, you know, those five, the five, two of them who were on the podcast last week. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that never allowed goals. Yeah. yeah. And then Lexington yeah. lost a guy who started for union Omaha last night as a 19 year old. Yeah. Um, and then junior, uh, who is doing great at Iowa Western. Like junior is going to be a division. Junior yeah. should be a division one player yeah. after he's done at Iowa Western. So like they yeah. lost two like amazing players too. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And they're right there. They're right yeah. back in it. Um, um, yeah. And then flip it over to girls. Girls are a little bit more interesting. Scott is good, yeah. but yeah. they're not, they're not what they, I mean, and I watch this, I'm going to say this and they're all going to listen to it and then be like, all right, we're just going to go win the state championship anyways. But that, yeah. I think that's what they like to hear is they're not, they're not that the team of last year. Um, they don't have that size and they don't have the alpha that they did last year uh, <laughs> CC <laughs> with CC. You know what I mean? CC was that alpha. Um, so I don't think they have that, but they have, uh, they've been, they've got the experience. Um, they've got girls back, uh, you know, when you add Rosenthal in there, that was a huge pickup for them. Right. Um, she makes them uh, really solid through the middle, and uh, and then Norris. I mean, Norris, Norris is athletic. Is They're very they, good. <sighs> Golly, God, they they were right there with. There were no snows with Scott last year um, in that state final, and so yeah, I mean that would be a really, really, really good one um, at the end there. Uh, I, I mean, I think they're. I mean, look, Duchenne took Scott to overtime the other night. Um, and, I think and I watched Derek. Yeah. Yep. I watched that. I was at that game, and I was also at Duchenne Westside. Duchenne's a, Duchenne has some yeah. athleticism up top. They have yeah. a good, they have a couple good center midfielders. Um, they, so they, the 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 two boys and girls are somewhat similar. There's that third team that might not be on that one two line, but they. I mean, you can't take them like they are significantly less. You know. Um, yeah, I think that'll be fascinating. And then stretch. and then obviously Class B girls. Uh, two also has because they're not in the metro, so they don't maybe don't get as much talked about. Um, but like even Columbus, right? Like Columbus Scotus has, yeah, you know, they're probably they probably wish they had a little bit more. They probably wish they could have combined their team from this year and last year because I think if they have some of the yeah. girls that they lost last year, plus yeah, uh, the introduction of the, the next Brzezinski coming through, yeah, I think they're re- they're probably just as much in that mix as as them, but Absolutely. I still think they're good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And they were leading Elkhorn North the other night when that game got suspended. And Elkhorn um, North's a good team too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think SCOTUS, uh, I think SCOTUS is right in that semifinal mix too. Um, and then, you know, at that point they have enough scoring where if you get the first things get awfully dicey at yeah. Morrison, you go down at Morrison at any point. Um, it uh things can change and and that wide field can equalize things a little bit yeah morrison so, um, it, it's yeah it, i i would you're 100 right to add them into the mix as well morrison's an awesome venue um the only drawback for morrison for these teams is it's so much bigger than sometimes some of these teams i mean like like yeah. duchenne has duchenne has a cool field like their location is very yeah. cool it's a very small yeah. field though like morrison is almost twice the size as duchenne Se- yeah central too Central's yeah. great, great views of downtown and whatnot, but um, there's, you know, a, a yard of space from the out of bounds to the track. So there's not, it's, it, it's, it's tight, tight quarters. And, 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 and some of these class B teams who are coming, you know, who may play on smaller fields in, in their hometown, they come to Morrison and all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's an ache, there's acres of space out here that we're not used to one. We're not used to having to attack. We're not used to have to go that yeah. far to score a goal but two, we're not used to having to defend that much defend space. Defend it either. Yeah. Um, yeah. You see it. Um, you see it from up top when you're watching it, you just see the natural, the natural narrowing of the team. And it, it you're hundred percent right. I think the teams that use the space, um, the width of the field actually have the, uh, have the advantage in most games. So, so sticking a little bit, kind of a, a little bit of a tangent off of, off of, we talked about Morrison. What are some of your favorite, places to go watch games that you you've enjoyed going to over the last couple of years yeah that's a that's a really good question um i find myself at prep a lot and prep has its uh has its little uh nuances um the the people behind the 
the sidelines that uh, sit in lawn chairs outside <laughs> yeah. and watch. Um, always enjoy that. Um, South is uh, South is awesome. Um, I remember a district final at Marion um, a few years ago with uh, uh, with the Carter girl. Um, I can't, is it Faith? Was it Faith yeah. Carter? Yeah, yeah, Faith Carter. Um, and they uh, it was a district final, so in May, and we were in a driving snow slash sleet storm um, against Lincoln Southwest and. You know, she came sliding over and actually that was the game. She got a red card in the district final and had to miss the the first round. So, um, but they had a cool thing. They're getting um, turf there for next year. Yeah, uh, so, that'll be good. Um, that Yeah, that's a great place to see a game. Um, Gretna's, Gretna's soccer areas is really, really nice. Yeah, um, I love their new, their new facilities is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's super nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of great places to see soccer around here. And honestly, you know, I, I went to Blair, I grew up in Blair. So Blair's little Krantz field and, and still on grass, which I think I, I read this is the last year of that. Um, that playing on grass still has a little bit of a nostalgic place in my heart. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not many, there's not many places left uh, that are, that are going to be grass fields. I, I would be yeah. willing to bet that within five years, we won't, there won't be any yeah. part of it's just the field maintenance probably. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, 100%. What are, uh, so some of the storylines, I think on the boys side, like back to class A boys, I think mm-hmm. one of the main storylines I've watched this year and been really interested in is because I wasn't prepared for it was I didn't see South being, being where they're at right now. I mean, South has yeah. to, South has yeah. to win the district to go to the state. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think yeah. Joe did. Um, and <laughs> Joe will always, Joe will always put, uh, put South in that like seven to seven to 10 range when I ask him where they're going to be to start the year. Um, I, and I don't know that he could have forecasted some of the struggles that they've had. I think he realized that they, they weren't going to, uh, they weren't going to unlock the, uh, unlock the garage and, and roll out the balls and win another state title this year. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they, they've had their share of troubles and I don't know that it's completely, talent slot soccer related i think there are some uh some some of its mental i think um, i think yeah. they have let down spots um and so i that's why i think it's going to be really really interesting when they play papio south uh in that district final because yeah yeah because even in the i was only for the first half of millard west but i'd seen south play now like three or four times i was the third or fourth time seeing them play and they even in the bad weather they they looked better um, yeah. than they had and I was like well if this is the time for South to start looking better it's it's now and I mean it's always an adjustment I think especially for a player like Edwin Cisneros who's a talented player yeah but it's one thing to be a talented player when you have I mean they graduated a lot of talent around it I mean like yeah uh, yeah so it's Charles hard to get Barkley used to that too <laughs> Charles Barkley talked about it the other night about riding the bus or driving the bus. yeah um and it is it's tougher when you're driving the bus man um now, I will also say this. I think there are some bad matchups out there for them. Um, I think Prep is a really, really bad matchup. I mean, yeah. Prep's, Prep's got quality and athleticism, and I think that that gives, uh, that gives South fits. I also think Papio South is somewhat of a bad matchup, and they're in that line of thinking. But um, Papio South had, had trouble with, with Brian. Um, obviously, they lost to Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – you know, they, they've got matchup troubles of their own. So, I, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be must-see stuff for sure with a, with a state champion or with a state tournament berth on the line. Um, you'd expect that South would come out hungry. I mean, there's no wild card in their future. Um, right. So, yeah, we'll see, man. That, that, you're 100% right. That's one of, that's maybe the biggest storyline right yeah. now. And then the other storyline I think is, where are the link where are the Lincoln teams going to end up in all this? Um, obviously Pius yeah. is Pius is done. Um, but I mean, Pius gave themselves a Pius gave themselves a pretty good run for their like people. Like, yeah. you know, I think they finished nine and five or nine and six, like a decent season yeah. at the end of it all. Um, for sure. but like where I, I just, it's hard for me to know. Cause I don't get, I've only seen Lincoln East play in person. That's the only Lincoln team I've seen play in person for on the boys side. Um, yeah. And they, I'll watch them lose to Miller North at home. So it's yeah. like, 
where are the, like, that's my line of thinking is like, how good are the Lincoln teams? How many of them are going to get in? How are they going to do when they get to state? (laughs) I would, uh, I would lump uh, Carney in with. uh, with Uh, Yeah. I shouldn't forget. Um, Yeah. No, I mean, I think, um, I think you could see a run on those Lincoln teams winning. I mean, could, uh, could Southwest um, beat Columbus? Absolutely. Could they, could Columbus poke one in and, and, and get that to a win for themselves. Yep. Could see that, um, you know, East will have uh, what, either Northeast or Millard South. You know, I, I, we would probably make Millard South a favorite there. I think Northeast right. has had their, their moments this year, but, um, but yeah, I mean, East is in a dog fight um, that Southeast and Brian, if it's those two in the, in the eight, right. seven, that's, that's yeah. a flip of the coin. I mean, you could see all, I, you could, picture a way where all those teams won you could also picture a way that all of them lose probably somewhere in the middle i would guess but i mean um, i picked i yeah. picked brian yeah like they've been the most frustrating yeah. and infuriating team to rank because i've seen them play they're a good team but then i'm they're, like yeah. how do you guys lose to this like you guys yeah. how did i'm something well, equally like how did you lose that game but also i'm like how did right. you win that game yeah 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 i mean yeah obviously they beat gretna uh, what week week one yep. in a in a snowstorm which is this is no excuse i mean this is taking nothing away from brian um they they beat prep uh prep was in a little bit of a, a lull there um lost to papio south at the same time yeah. um they beat papio south i mean they beat west side so they have beaten the top four teams in the state and they've also lost to lincoln high Yep. Um, you know, so both things are true for them. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, they are your quintessential a seven district, you know, they're, they're a toss up. They are. A to- yeah. Team. Um, and then I think, I guess, you know, those are, those are my, I guess the last part of you kind of mentioned Carney and I didn't want to, I shouldn't, I didn't want to forget them, but like, uh, Ryland Garrett is one of those players that you hope gets that chance on the uh on the state stage kind of like uh gracie hanneborg did last year with north platte just because she's such a good goal scorer or just because he's such a big time goal scorer and we don't get to see players like that all the time coming out of um you know out of when they're from out of state teams so you kind of hope that rylan garrett um he might get i mean he might get a chance they'll have to they'll have to you know they'll have to pull an upset but yeah, but they um, obviously very well coached. Yeah. Um, they have a system. Um, they they know what needs to get done in in big games like that. But you're 100 right. Um, getting a getting those kind of scores on the stage because you know we saw Abby Orr and Hanneborg, um, Gracie Hanneborg, both ball when yeah. they got there you know i mean they got there and they got on that big field and got a chance to kind of show what uh what they can do so the, the state tournament is fun with carney um carney brings it they really yeah. do uh they, and they've got their state title to justify it so yeah i mean carney and Westside kind of find themselves uh kind of like gretna and, and brian are now they always find themselves in big games and and that that district uh that district opener will be another big one for them yeah. And then I guess over to class A girls, I mean, you have the storyline of undefeated Gretna. We kind of talked about them a little bit already. I think the most surprising one, and I, I, I was, uh, uh, not, you know, not to brag. I was the only one who had Lincoln Southeast in my top 10. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you were, big, you were on them. They're the, se- they're the second biggest storyline for me behind Gretna, just because like, I don't think, and I'll be honest, like I saw them as a eight through 10 team. That was where I yeah. really, truly saw. And that's why even in, even as they were winning, I didn't move them up in my rankings until last week. Like they were, yeah. they were still a one loss team two weeks ago. And I had them at nine, I think, because I'm just like, okay, like you're good, but like, yeah, I mean, they're yeah. getting it done. I think they're embracing what they're about. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, yeah. So they, I, they're, they're putting it together. They really are. Um, and not, not to ever put the cart before the horse, but they're in a district that they are the favorite. I mean, they are a yeah. clear favorite. They, I they, mean, North Platte is good, but 
but they are they're the, the North, class of that group. North Platte's not North Platte of last year. I mean, I right. think if they were, it'd be yep. different. Um, and I think the other thing too is because they're in that third district, the likelihood that Gretna or Marion are gonna lose is pretty low. So more than likely, even if Southeast has a slip up, I know they won't want to because you always want to get that guarantee to go to state because you don't know what is going to happen in the PowerPoints all the time. Um, But like more than likely, they're probably in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we, we also probably thought that um, about Gretna last year and Miller North goes there and, yeah. And, and pulls the shocker. And so, Marion has that Miller North team um, in their district, which yeah, Marion is the better of the two teams for sure. But Gretna was probably the better of the two teams last year. Um, and uh, James, uh, James uh, Miller North has them. He has them organized and like they yeah. love, they, I mean, I, they love being the counted out. They want to be counted yeah. out because then they'll yeah. win and then they get to rub it in everyone's face that they, <laughs> that they won, you know, but it's because they haven't been able to be counted out for so dang long. I, I know. Mean, <laughs> you know, when you, when you go to nine or 10 semifinals in a row, that's, that's, you're not, you're not the underdog in most situations, but they played the underdog role really well last year and they'll get another crack at that. Uh, another crack at it this week. Um, win and you likely play Marion and, and then who knows? Who knows, man? Those yeah. those finals could get weird. And then I think uh, Lincoln teams, obviously uh, outside of Southeast, Lincoln East has the number one goal scorer in the state. I'm pretty familiar with Kama just because she she plays in the club that I coach at. Um, yeah. She's obviously super talented. She even, I'll be honest, I thought she stood out last year, even when she was sharing the field with Haley Peterson yeah. and, and, and Briley Hill. Like, I mean, yeah, I remember going to the she first did. game. I was like. It, this is this is the this good. Yeah. yeah 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 no she absolutely did yeah she was a first team all uh nebraska pick um yeah they're they're really good that that's a district final tuesday night with columbus that um that there will be some eyes on that you know um, i mean in columbus columbus will have to feel like columbus will like that draw for them like they'll, they'll sure. like their chances sure yeah yeah um yeah, so that that'll be one to keep an eye on, I'm sure. Um, you know, Westside, if Westside yeah. beats Carney tomorrow night, that going to Elkhorn South again, they've already beat, they already went to Elkhorn South and beat yeah. them. And then Elkhorn, Elkhorn South beat them earlier in yep, the year. Earlier. So they, yep, so they, 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 they could potentially be playing for us to break the split. Yep. Um, yeah, Westside is good. Elkhorn South was solid when I saw them play. I mean, they, they, they were kind of, by the time I got to their game in the second half, they were kind of, they were up 3-0 and it was kind of yeah. for Norfolk, it was kind of just done and dusted there. So they weren't yeah. really pressing anything, but, I mean, but yeah, two good teams. 100%. Um, and I mean, and then you go all the way to a seven pious pious go. If it, if it's pious at Millard West um, or pious versus Millard West, I don't know which one of those two teams would host. Uh, Millard um, West is the one. Um, seed Millard West. Host. Okay. But still. Um, I mean, so yeah, that that's a good one too. That's a flip of a coin. Yeah. And I mean, they both have both of those teams have kids who can score goals um you know so it'll be it'll be interesting it'd be i mean because like it'd be crazy because if pious would win let's say all the lincoln teams went out that would mean we'd have just as many lincoln teams as omaha teams which i i can't remember the i I don't know if that's happened since i've been in nebraska (laughs) it hasn't no it hasn't getting all i i don't i can't remember a year where all three Southeast Southwest was Southeast there last year. No, Southeast is not there. Last year. Southeast was not. Yeah. Uh, with all three of them. And then yeah. Throwing Pius in the mix. Um, yeah. It would be, it would be something for sure. Pius would be a pretty big achievement considering they are the, I think this year they're the smallest class a school uh, for soccer. So. Yeah. Um, and it's um, it's been a while since they've been in contention, but they are, I mean, truly they've beaten some teams. Yeah. Um, they, and so they haven't been to the state tournament since 15. Um, and that ended a string of God every year from that was it 97 to 15. They went every single year and then they haven't been back since then. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that's a quality program. Um, you know, jumping into class A is never easy. Um, but they, they've done well, uh, they've played well. They, they, they took Marion to overtime. Um, scored twice on them, took them to overtime, and um, 
yeah, that that that'll be another good one. Uh, that that A seven final. Yeah, and it's 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 funny because uh, Millard West. It's it's <laughs> the funny thing about Millard West is they're like the the team of the younger siblings. Like you see all these names that you're like three yeah. years ago you remember seeing you know Mo Rhodes, Katie Stoneburner. Um, yeah. Trying to think of the, there's more than those two, but like like yeah. those two younger saw their younger sisters, sisters on the team. Well, you know they were so dang young last year, like so dang young. In while they're not so dang young anymore they're still not like a bunch of vets running around for them right you know they are they are still really really young so yeah they're um, gonna they're gonna i don't i don't like i said i i was still with like them and miller north i think we're gonna be hearing about them and like those two teams in two years or even next year more um yeah but you were talking about you know gretna gretna's best team might have been the covid year team that we didn't get to see Millard yeah. West's best team was probably the COVID year team yeah. too, because they had a You're bunch of kids right. that were like, they were returning state champions. Yeah. They were good. And they, they had like a, a whole starting lineup of division one and division two soccer players. Starting. Right. Just, yeah. That, that was the, that was a big bummer there. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been, those two would have been all year. One, yeah. two, you know, what, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into Class B too much because I might have. You, I might try and get you to come back on in a couple of days yeah, so we can talk sure. once the Class B. Well, because we'll probably have the Class A matchup set, but then we'll also be able to talk yeah. Class B district finals. District finals um, for sure. But before I let you go, what are what are some of, who are some of your favorite players or coaches that you've had a chance to interact with over the years that you've really gotten to know that have been kind of fun relate like relationships yeah. that you formed obviously in soccer but also just like you stay in contact yeah. more regularly than you thought you would. For sure. There's honestly, there's a ton. Um, and I, uh, I, I text with different people throughout the course of the year. Um, I text with a lot of different people in the sport. Um, and, and a lot of it is soccer, you know, I'll text a coach if, if he's seen two teams and, and ask him to, to kind of give me a little bit of a breakdown. If I've got a little bit of a toss up in my ratings or something like that. Um, but you know, there's, there's just been so many great people, um, that along the way, uh, that you come to kind of form relationships with. Um, I, I mean, the, whoever I say first, it, it, whoever I say second is going to be mad. They weren't first, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, there's just so many, uh, I West Side's boy, old boys coach, John Bryan, great dude. Um, Scott girls coach, John Carlson, um, Millard West girls coach, Jackie Tevis Butler, um, you know, her, her and I have a really good professional relationship. She always is very helpful. Um, and that's coming from somebody who the first time I, I put her name in the paper, I spelled it wrong. So that, that, oh, you always know that that's a good person when they, uh, when they're able to look past that. Um, yeah. I mean, Joe Moss, your, uh, Tom Hoover, I mean, Jim Swanson, Swanee, I saw back on the, at prep the other day. Um, those guys, uh, all the, all the Lincoln coaches, a lot of the Lincoln coaches are so good. Um, out in, uh, Scott Steinbrook out in Kearney, Jeremy Jensen was also great. Yeah. He and I, he and I a few years ago had to fight the power to get one of their kids out of the shrine bowl to come get his soccer picture taken for the all state team. So yeah. Jeremy and I have, uh, have battled together. And so, I mean, there's just so many people in it that, uh, that want to see everybody do well and want to see the sport get the coverage it deserves. And, and I think that's super cool. And I think the cool part about a lot of the coaches, um, is, uh, and I text the coach I probably text the most with is, is Chris Dunford from Westside mainly. Cause he helps, oh, yeah. give me some, he helps give me some insight on the boys because, because he, that's what he does. He coaches boys club soccer. Yeah. So it's like, nice. Cause I can't, I I haven't known a lot about the boys for very much. So yeah. it's like good to get his insight on it. But um but, but no, yeah, like he, I just, met him for the first time this year and he's great. He's super great. Well, uh, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say he's great because I don't want his head to get too big. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, That's cool. That's cool. Good. No, uh, I like no, I he, like Chris. We we text way yeah. too much. I told him we text way too much about high school soccer because it's like every day him and I are talking yeah. about something. So but you guys will text. I mean, like you and I, before we jumped on here, talked a little bit about some other stuff and, and you had brought up John Brzezinski. John will text me and I'll text him every once in a while um, still. And he doesn't even coach. He's an assistant now yep. with the girls. But um, but and in, in you you keep in contact with people for so long, um, you know, and now wrote a story this week about John Walsh, 
um, who I covered for. Yeah. And I didn't, forever. I didn't know, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that was a real, I yeah. love reading that story. That was such a good story. Yeah. And so he's awesome. And, and, you know, those, those days at Morrison, um, and, you know, it used to be six games a day at Morrison. So we'd show <laughs> up at eight 30 and be there till 1130 and watch so much soccer that your mind was numb when you left. But like a lot of those guys, John Walsh and now Zach, um, Fred Dosher, God, Fred is awesome. A lot of those guys will work um, either clock or keep stats or something at state. And so they're just up there for six hours with me and almost everything but soccer gets talked about up there over the course of six hours. So, um, no, it's a good time. And it's a good I, time. They, yeah, they're good. They're good people. And I think the other cool part about, um, seeing is like, now I'm starting to see some assistant coaches who were players that I used yeah. to recruit who, but they, maybe they didn't oh, yeah. choose Wayne, they didn't choose Wayne state, but then they're like, so now they're back and they're coaching. Um, yeah. And I think they also, I also like when coaches recognize, other good players on other teams. Like they're like, they're like, Hey, make sure you yeah. want, I like um, every time we were talking goal, I would talk goalkeepers. Like someone always pointed out Burke's goalkeeper on the boys side. Cause like how, you know, he's really good. And um, just, I thought that was what, like someone like Scott Steinbrook out of Carney's always going to do that. He's like, Oh yeah. Hey, watch out for this kid on this team. Like, yeah. He's yeah. Legit. yeah. Like, I mean, I, I wish I probably had more time to talk to all those guys throughout the course of the year, but I find myself um, picking the brain of almost all of them when it comes to like all state teams. Oh um, yeah. You have to, you know, you have to, because there's no way you can see it all. Um, and you can't rely on one coach because one coach saw that kid one night, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, all those guys are awesome. Um, I'm sure I left out a ton of them. Jane, I, I did. I left out James Abweg. He's awesome. Um, over at no, no, Dr. James yeah. now, Dr. James and his Dr. James, wife yeah. was a doctor like two weeks before him or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's such a great group, man. We, uh, we used to joke that you could used to be able to, you could have made a documentary about, uh, about some of the class A boys coaches and it would have. I mean, the personalities that, that used to be there when you talk about John Bryan and you talk about, uh, you know, South uh, Moss and Hoover and Swanee and, um, you know, old time coaches at Millard West. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, it's a, it's an interesting group for sure. And so I think there's kind of a new wave of, of those people um, that are in it, but um, Derek Schick down at Southwest is a good example. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's awesome. He's always very helpful. Um, wants to answer the phone, wants to, wants to promote the sport, I think is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. And then obviously we've both gotten to see it, like, how, you know, dozens of quality, quality players, some that we've talked about already. And uh, we're probably going to, yeah. we're only going to see more. I mean, like there's a, there's a freshman who plays from Omaha South boys. And I'm like, yeah, this kid's going to be the next guy sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you hope that those kids stick around. Right. Yeah. I mean, like stick at the same place. And um, yeah, I mean, th there's just so many transfers and, and things like that, that happen now. So you never know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean Jer uh, a... Jeremiah, had, Jeremiah Hate, uh, you know, going to West side and he's been yeah. a big deal for them. So they um yeah I, I was actually not to not to take it off track but i was really impressed with them when i saw them against prep last weekend yeah. um i mean they for the first 10 15 minutes looked like they were sleepwalking um mm -hmm. and i thought well this is gonna get ugly but they kind of found their footing and then I, I would say the last 60 minutes they probably outplayed prep the majority of the time had a pk to tie it um which got stopped by a backup keeper um, then had a shot that was, I would, that weird new shot probability that they have for those things. I would have put yeah, expected like, goals. <laughs> yeah. 99.99. <laughs> um, and the West side, or the prep keeper, you know, pulled it out before it could get in. So, um, yeah, I, they're, they're really, really good. Well, and I don't, they're, I don't think anyone's had a busier spring than West side's forward, uh, Tristan Alvano. Like, it's like when he, when they're not playing, yeah. he's like jet setting yeah. across the country to go yeah. visit. He's like, 
big time power five football programs. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a life you and I aren't living, are we? No, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, I just saw him. Play. Like I was like, after I watched them play Lexington, like the next week he's down some, like somewhere I was like, I just saw you on the soccer field. Yeah. dude. Now you're going to, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of an example too of, um, uh, Ramsey who's, uh, the, the girl who used to play for Norris. Was it, was it Molly? Oh yeah. 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 Um, Molly yeah. And I remember like, I mean, she was like a three sport stud athlete and like, she could have put, like, she could have put it, she could have been a college soccer player too. And I remember texting, I remember texting the Wayne state volleyball coach that uh, after I left, I was just texted Scott Knife when I was like, dude, she could, she'd have been a really good soccer player. And he's like, he's like, yeah, she'd have been a good basketball player too. She's a ridiculous athlete. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Let her, let her try them both. Yeah. So, all right, Nick, um, I'm going to let you get going and, uh, I'll probably text you sometime this week and we'll, we'll get you back on and, and, and kind of highlight the, the rest of are the results from class a, and then probably preview the class, uh, class B district finals. So sounds perfect, man. It was great chatting. A big thanks to Nick Rubeck for taking an hour out of his Sunday to jump on the podcast. We kind of went off on a couple different tangents there, and honestly, Nick and I could have probably talked for another hour or more, though I don't think either of our significant others would have been thrilled about that. Nick and other people in the media sphere, like Mike Sauter and Animal and Perk out in Lincoln, have been super supportive of Nebraska Soccer Talk, and I really, really appreciate it because I know how much it means to the the fans and the fr- uh, families and the players. Um, but it's also equally awesome to have support uh, amongst people who are also covering the sport. Um, support local businesses, support local journalism. Both are super important to making Omaha and Nebraska the community that it is. If you want to become a member of Nebraska Soccer Talk Supporters Club, visit www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk or www.venmo.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. Thank you to our sponsors, Fleet Feet and Deer Creek Sports Cantina and Tacos. Get out and support both of these businesses as well. They have been amazing supporters of Nebraska Soccer Talk. Can't wait to continue covering and following what this next week is going to bring us. I hope everyone stays safe, warm, and dry. Watch this space for more Nebraska Soccer Talk.